0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life Boost here. My name is Ryan Barrio, and I would like to thank you guys all for coming onto my podcasting channel. I'm available to listen to you on over 35 different podcasting channels, 10 social media platforms, and I'm available to listen to wherever you listen to your podcast. Today, I'm extremely excited to introduce Larry Sharp to my show. He's an American business consultant former United States Marine, entrepreneur, teacher, political activist, and podcaster that has created impact and positive change for hundreds of entrepreneurs around the world. You can reach his podcast show, The Sharp Way, which is available to listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. He has made an impact on millions of people and to be successful within their dreams, and it is truly a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you very much.
2: Millions of people. I like that. I'm... Changing lives, I love it. Thank
1: your you. You're changing lives. You're you're impacting people, right? And it's uh it's great to hear your perspectives and to see the accomplishments that you've made, from almost being in office to creating so much goals within yourself. And it's really cool to to learn from several different types of experts like yourself, uh, where you've had the ability to help hundreds of entrepreneurs be successful. So thank you again for uh, coming
2: onto my show. No, of of course. And one of the things I focus on often is is leadership right? You talked about making change and, and that kind of thing. And that's really is based upon leadership. Leadership can be at a very junior level, right? Uh, I'm a supervisor at a store. It can be even smaller. It can be I'm a, I'm a sibling and one of my siblings is in trouble, right? So it could be anything at that level. Or it could be I run a business or a company or a town or a city. All of the things are the same. And if you understand the most important aspects of leadership, Leadership can become simple, not easy. There's a big difference. Leadership is not easy, but it can be simple. What do I mean by that? It's like uh, if I said, "You know, how, how do you uh, how do how do you stay healthy?" Well, be better. That's simple. But man, is that hard, right? So it's simple to do, but it is actually hard to achieve. And I think leadership is very similar to that. The simplicity of it is. If you want to be a good leader, the most important aspect of everything is being an example. Number one piece, being the right example. That's a critical aspect. But a second piece is understanding that your goal is to not have all the answers. Your goal is to get others to have all the answers. Your goal is to have all the right questions, not all the right answers. You have those two things in your head, and it's a whole lot simpler to lead, but still hard to do that. Right? The average human being doesn't want to do that. The average human being has two big problems in communicating. One, we have a natural desire to project ourselves onto others. We just do it. I'm pretty I like, like, you know,
0: I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm the average 100%. guy.
2: I like chicken. So everybody likes chicken. Well, maybe everybody doesn't like chicken, right? And you're probably not the average guy anyway. But that's what we do. We do that constantly. And the second thing we do is we have a natural desire to be right and right now. So you need to know that I'm right and tell him that I'm right. Tell her that I'm right. Everyone needs to know that I'm right and right now. The best leaders know it's often best to be right later or to not even be right. It's amazing what you can get done uh, when you don't care who gets the credit. And an example I use often is when I'm in meetings with people, I just ask what they want to do. And we begin to have a conversation about it. So it becomes everybody's decision and people who are next, next to us who aren't even in part of the conversation are nodding their heads, meaning I'm in on it. So now people all join in, in, in the plan. Even when I was running for office, I had a massive policy page, but people will notice my massive policy page is this. My name's not on they any of the policies They so let the policy team, write it and then it published themselves and in many cases, when it comes to many politicians, they won't let you pol- They won't let you pump yourself up. It's about them. So every policy will not have policy members' names on it. Mine, literally, everyone else's name is on it. So I'm able to get the best policy people because they know they can publish under my name, under my page, at, uh, with their name, and then take it someplace else because I give them license, to take it wherever they want. So they then can take their published material someplace else. It's amazing what you can get done. You don't care who gets the credit and when you stop trying to have all the right answers.
1: And it's good that you're able to comprehend that you're not the center of attention also and learning that, you know, that there's more people to the team than just yourself and when you guys all come together to form an agreement or to form a goal, it's with the common purpose of everyone to to come in, right? So, very interesting well, perspective, yes. right? So, you have brought yeah. up a
2: more important piece here, which is, you know, I don't as a leader, I don't want to be the center of attention. I want to be the center of purpose. That's the critical piece. As the leader, you are the reason, you are the purpose, you are the center of that purpose or reason. We're gonna go do this thing and I'm the center of that. But true charisma is about two things. It is about both power and warmth, both of those things. And power comes from confidence, right? And, and, and knowledge but warmth comes from sharing. So you want to share the attention with the confidence and now you have charisma. So you want to share the attention while being the center of purpose. And I can't focus purpose enough because the best leaders in the world know an important thing when you're moving forward in anything, whether it's your personal life, your business, your nonprofit, what your goal should be is to get diversity of thought with unity of purpose. If you can get that, your odds of success just shot up. Doesn't mean you're going to win. Sometimes the deck stacked against you and you're going to lose. But the odds just went up if you get diversity of thought and unity of purpose. And we often have the reverse problem. Most organizations actually aren't being run by anybody. They're often run by inertia. The phone rings, so we do stuff. It's on a schedule, so we do it. No one's actually running it. It's just kind of moving. That's how most organizations run. So you don't really have a unified purpose. You have a bunch of small purposes, or worse, no purpose. And then if you keep hiring the same types of people who think the same way, you get the worst. You get a unity of thought with no purpose, and your organization stagnates. That's a common problem. But you actually want diversity of thought, unity of purpose. Now you're rock and rolling. That's your best chance of success. But I've been bringing up purpose a lot because purpose goes into one more thing. When I ran for office and when I try to lead organizations and in my own life, I focus often on happiness. And that sounds weird I know, I world Whoa, some guy focused on happiness. All right, well, I'll go through all three. In politics, as an American, our divorce papers from the UK said life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We <laughs> cared about happiness 200 years ago. 100%. Somehow we forgot. But that was kind of important. I guess you Canadians already had happiness. You didn't worry about it. We didn't have it. So, yeah. so we wanted it, right? So yes. So we left, we left trying to get happiness. And we somehow forgot about that. Happy people don't commit crimes. Happy people don't hurt each other, right? Hurt people hurt. But happy people don't hurt. So let's make people happy. We have better society, better everything. So government should be concerned about happiness. That's an important thing. In many of my policies, I often talk about happiness. But I also talk about happiness... In a business environment, not just government, business. Why? Because if you have happy people in your business, you have what I want, which is a second family. In the perfect world, and obviously we don't all get this, but in the perfect world, everyone has two families. We have our family family, which I hope that we love and support us. I hope that's true. And then we have our business family, which I hope they love and support us also. That's what we're trying to achieve. Obviously, that's utopia. And it's going to fail and come back. But the goal is to be trying to achieve those two families. And as a good leader, I want to try to, to the best of my ability, to create that environment to where I have a family environment at my workplace, but also in my life. I want to be happy. If I'm happier, happier people are more apt to help others. While hurt people hurt, happy people help. It's a whole different issue. So if I'm happier, I'm going to help my family more. I'm going to help my friends more. I'm going to help my community more. I'm going to be a better husband, a better friend, a better father, a better leader, a better employee, a better everything if I'm happier. Again, it's not perfection. I'm not in any way saying it's perfect. I'm saying it's better. And there are three aspects to happiness. Three. Not four. Not five. Not two. Three. We have to feel loved, we have to feel respected, we have to have purpose. Those three, you are happy. The problem with that is, while that's awesome and I hope we all get it, the problem is we will often lose it. We'll lose our purpose or we won't feel loved or we won't feel respected. And note, when it came to respected and loved, it was feel. You may be loved and respected, but you don't feel it. It doesn't matter. It's all about how you feel. In fact, you might not be loved, but you feel loved <laughs> and it's still okay, right? Your feelings are what matter in making you happy here. So you can gain purpose from a job, but not required. Some people just work and that's what pays their bills and they find purpose someplace else. Some people do, but, but many people find purpose in their work, not required again. You can find purpose in family. You can find purpose in community. You can find uh, focus at work. You can find purpose in all these things. all depends upon what you're looking for. In the perfect world, again, my utopia, you got purpose in all three. That's awesome. Life's good, right, if you got purpose in all three. But to be fair, many of us don't have purpose in all three. You also want to feel loved in all three. You also want to feel respected in all three. But sometimes you don't. And when we don't, we struggle. For an example, what happens if you don't feel respected in your family? If you feel stepped on or pushed around? Or um, or taken advantage of. Or taken for granted in your family.
0: You'll you don't feel often you-
2: valued. And so what you do is you wind up being very negative in return. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right? Because you don't respect me, so now to hell with you. So now they don't respect you more because they think you're a loser because you never show up. But you don't show up not because you do- you can't show up. You don't show up because you don't want to show up. So all of a sudden now, it's a, it's a, it, it perpetuates itself. So now you spend all your life at work. People wonder, why is, why is Larry always working? Because he's respected at work. He's not respected at home. So now what do they do? They insult Larry more, get mad at him more, so now he's less respected and wonder why he never comes home. So this is the issue we deal with. Often loved, all those things. Now the reality of it is, if you have one of those, you feel respected or loved or purpose. You can move forward, but you'll often be very driven in a negative way. Like too much purpose, you'll lose friends. You'll sometimes collapse in other issues because you will be so driven on one purpose, lose everything else. Or just love, right? You're only about, about loving and feeling loved. You'll, you won't become financially successful. You won't find purpose in other areas. So you, you, you want to try to have more than one, but one, at least you'll keep moving. Two is good. If I have love and respect, man, I can find some purpose. Because I, I I'm down, I'm ready. I feel loved. I feel safe. I feel respected. I feel like I can right. Feeling loved means you feel worthy of res- of 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 happiness. Feeling respected means um, you are able to achieve it. Some people feel they can never achieve it. They don't respect themselves enough. Some people think they're so bad they're not worthy of it. But if you if you love, have self love and other love, self respect and other respect. Now you can find purpose because. You feel like I'm worthy and I can do it. And you go and you go find it, I hope. But here's the worst part. If you have none, if you have none of them, you will become self-destructive. You just will. You become self-destructive. And that self-destruction may affect others and it may not. But at one point it will, because at one point you're going to wind up killing yourself either directly or indirectly, sometimes directly. Sadly, that's the worst of them all. Because when people feel like there is nothing left, they are unworthy, they're unable, and they're lost and have no purpose, they will throw themselves into substance abuse, they will throw themselves into negative behaviors, they will throw themselves into anything that will give them a quick high as an escape from their life, whatever that is, whether that's jumping off of bridges or robbing trucks, it doesn't matter, they'll do that kind of thing, it's self-destructive, they'll find something that they'll do, and eventually they will either kill themselves get killed they will destroy themselves at one point or put themselves in prison for 30 years it was something like that and they'll believe who cares nobody cared about me anyway and they will believe it's they're better off without me or if they're going to kill themselves they believe you know the, the pain goes away all of these are lies that we tell ourselves none of them are true because if you actually do get in trouble there are always people who care about you and they're always hurt and if you think the pain will go away if you kill yourself, it doesn't. It just gets transferred onto those who are left. In fact, they hurt worse. If you kill yourself versus getting hit by a bus, it's worse if you kill yourself. Because if you get hit by a bus, at least those around you can say, it was just horrible fate and things bad things happen. They can somehow try to heal in that regard. But if you kill yourself, your loved ones will blame themselves until they die. You have just given them a burden for the rest of their lives it's unfair but people do it again and again and again so I want people to care about happiness I'm actually writing a book on happiness it should come out next year I hope i was trying to get out this year but it was just too much I couldn't get it all done hopefully it'll come out next year and it's actually called on happiness and it talks about all these issues that I talk about happiness really does matter personally professionally and in nation states it doesn't matter
1: Very interesting to hear that perspective on trying to maintain happiness for yourself and how to actually deal with your mental health and stand up towards that. Because a lot of people nowadays don't have the confidence to really step up and say, hey, this is the person I am. This is my identity. This is who I am. And if I really want to change and become something better, this is the work that I have to do. I have to grind. And yes, I have to have purpose, but I can't have purpose on something that is so just one idea. You have to have several amounts where you can create a a healthy space in between them so that you can live an overall healthy life right and i think the issue is is like what you said people are so driven that they're just like okay yeah i'm just gonna focus on this business because this business is doing amazing but i'm gonna forget about my family and then that's where you start seeing all those issues right so it's about maintaining that balance and that's the same thing as a first responder or people within um the military itself right where they put their jobs and everything first responders
2: are the worst And let me say why they're the worst. They're the worst because they are the best. That's yeah. why they're the worst. And I mean that. They're the worst because they are the best. Because what happens with that is so many people who are, who are in that world, EMS, EMT, I don't know if they call it the same thing in, in Canada. Yep. In America, yep. So same thing. Is because they are so purpose-driven. They forget about respect. And they forget about love. And they do literally two, three shifts when they shouldn't be doing it. And then when people are out and get burned out, they just keep going. And they're so busy helping others, they can't help themselves. And the funny thing is, if you were an EMT and you saw somebody who looked like you, you would go, you got a problem, brother. Let's have a a sit down. But when you look in the mirror, you can't see that person because it's you. You need someone else to look at you. But now you have an environment. The environment says you got to help others, man. You got to help others. Get out there. you don't help yourself. The reason why I bring up those three is I want people to be able to say in their own heads, which one am I missing? Because if you have an idea, now your therapist can help you. Now your friend can help you. Now your loved one can help you. If you go to your loved one and go, I don't know what's going on. I just feel terrible. They have no idea what to do. And what they will do naturally is placate you. Don't worry, they're starving people in South Asia or whatever. <laughs> They'll say something th- thing like that because they don't know what to do. They feel awkward. And what they're actually doing is invalidating your feelings. And now your feelings are invalidated. So now you feel worse. So now they've made things worse. Not trying to. They want to do the right thing. But if you would tell your loved one, I'm not feeling loved. Or I'm not feeling respected. I'm not feeling this now, or I've lost purpose. I'm doing my job now because it's just mechanical now. I'm burned out and I've lost the purpose. I'm just doing it because I do it. I've fallen into this rut that I'm, I'm I'm a machine now. I can't even feel the people anymore. If you could tell your loved one that, or your therapist that, or your buddy that, then they go, whoa, oh, okay, that's it. Now they can respond. Now they can give you that hug when it's a hug you need, Or do you need a pep talk? I don't know which one you need. Where are you? Do you need a pep talk or a hug? I don't know. But if you tell me, now I get it. Okay, you need a pep talk. Let me give you the pep talk. Or let me tell you, talk to someone else. Let me have that conversation. Also, it becomes easy for you to have it. That conversation, this is the problem we have in society. We look at our veterans. We look at our first responders as heroes. So we act, we say, thank you for your service. Oh my God, you're so amazing. So when we do that, it's as if they can never be wrong. They can never fall down. They have to be perfect. And they're not. They're humans like everybody else, like yep. everybody else. And these are all issues we have to work on. So if you start thinking of it that way, you know, better, res- better responses back and forth, better conversations, because sometimes what somebody needs is that hug or that pep talk. And you get the wrong one and things become worse.
1: And what would you recommend for these first responders to receive the help that they need? Obviously, talk to a buddy, speak to those people. What What is some other yeah. strategies that you would recommend for first responders? Because you said, right, they do shifts that they're not supposed to be doing. They go into a burnout phase. They don't have the best home life. What is something that yep. we could do uh, to create impact for that?
2: This is going to sound weird. Yeah, I'm open-minded. It's very, but it's real true. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to have someone who is... In your view, a leader respected, whether that is a senior person in your company, in your organization, whether that's a mentor you have or any of that stuff, and you want to task them seriously. Task them with, "Hey, my job's really hard, Jimmy. I'm I, my job's really hard. You would you should do this, man. I know now you're doing. You retired now, but well, you should do this. You know how hard it is. I need you to look out for me every every month or every quarter. Just look out for me." And tell me where I'm screwing up. I'm very serious. Tell me when I'm screwing up. Because what happens when someone you respect tells you to go help yourself, it actually frees you to go help yourself. And I'll give you an example. I used to do a lot of work with veterans coming back from Afghanistan, coming back from Iraq, lots of them. They're all tough guys. And I get it because they are. They spent a year in Afghanistan. They're tough guys. EMTs, I mean, spend a year in the sh- hard streets, seeing stuff nobody else needs to see, right? And somehow 100%. they still survive. Yep. So they're badasses. I get it. I'm Oh, can I say badass? Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that's, that, they that's are. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. They are. So now they come back and they got some some guys standing in front of them, going, you know, you should go see a therapist and blah blah blah. And they go, I'm not <laughs> doing that. I'm a tough guy. And they're friends. I'm not doing. that. I'm a tough guy. But then I come in. And I told the leader it was one of the, it was a nonprofit. I don't want to say nonprofit. They might get in trouble. Um, there was a nonprofit I was working with, and I do all my training for veterans for free. So I, I said, "Look, you have to order them to show up." She was like, "We can't order them. You need to order them to show up." We can't order them. So I ignored her. I went to the first sergeant. I said, first of all, you need to order them to show up to my class. Order your people to show up to my class." He's like, "All right, I'll do it." You ordered them, and then they came. And they came like, well, I wouldn't be here, but I got ordered. So I'll come. Meanwhile, they're all taking notes. They can't wait to take notes. Right? They're all taking notes. But the order gave them freedom. I've done it many times. And I did, when I deal with individuals who are in trouble, and I'll say, John, I'm t- listen to me. Do you know who I am? You are to go see your therapist today, 2 p.m., no bullshit, 2 p.m., you are to actually be there and to, and to have that appointment. And they go, all right, fine, you're making me. And I go, yes, I'm making you. And that sounds harsh to someone who doesn't get it. But what I just did is I gave them freedom. I allowed them to show weakness because I ordered them to be weak. And they accept it because it's my fault. That's my fault now, not theirs. They're tough guys. They wouldn't go. But I'm ordering them. Now they go. And they are very happy that I order them. Because here's the weird part. I have no power over them. None. I'm a former staff sergeant in the Marine Corps. That's all I am. I, <laughs> I haven't been a Marine yeah. 30 years. Ooh. I haven't been a Marine 30 years. I have no power over them whatsoever. And they go, fine, you're making me. Yes. Me and my magic powers, <laughs> I'm making you. Yeah. So you want to create someone who you respect and who is senior to you to literally check in on you. And that's the thing. That be proactive. Now, if you have good leadership, and many times you don't because the people who are leading you are the people who are in the field and they're hustling too. And they're all about the mission. And they're pushing you. And they're on do- they're the same world as you. You need somebody who's not to go, Jane, Jim, what are you doing? You told me. No. You, you're taking time off. You're not doing doubles. You're not. No, I'm. you're not. And then I go, fine. He's making me. I'll do it. So you have to have someone who's senior. Give you permission to not have to be perfect. Because here's the problem with perfection when you demand perfection, you will get deception. And deception in this type of world means eventual collapse because you're going to be hiding all your pain. You're going to be hiding all your weak spots and not fixing them. And eventually you collapse. If you're really a tough guy, it's years and years before you collapse. If you're not that tough, it's a couple of months, but either way you're collapsing.
1: So it's when you really, collapse,
2: everyone around you is going to pay, going to pay.
1: And it's really important for you to have that role model to really look up to and to have that example. Right. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to have role models. A lot of people don't have the opportunity to have the ability to say, Hey, I can go to my mom. Cause I don't have a mom or uh, like, you know, like they don't have those resources available to them. So if, that was one option. What would be that option for them to reach out for help? Would they just go to their best friend? Would they go to uh, other resources that are available within the workplace? Um, there's so many different options, I'm guessing, right? Um, Here but are your how- two
2: rules. Mm-hmm. Two rules. You wanna, whenever you want to achieve something, any goal you want in life, whatever that is. I want to quit smoking. I want to go get a new college degree. I want to... Learn how to ride a motorcycle, whatever, whatever you want to do. Tell two people, someone you love and someone you respect. It doesn't matter which those two are, and they may not be the same person, right? If you happen to love and respect them, they get one. You pick the one. And then someone else you love and or respect. Why? Because we will find excuses to martyr ourselves all day long. We will find excuses and reasons to punish ourselves, to disappoint ourselves all day long. But one thing people like us don't want to do is disappoint others. Man, we don't want to do that. We hate that. We hate disappointing others. We'll, we'll lop our own arm off to not disappoint somebody else, right? It's what we'll do. We will, we will hurt ourselves to not disappoint someone else. So tell two people, someone you love, someone you respect. If it's a home run, find two people that you love and respect. That's awesome if you can get both. Tell them what you want, ask them to commit to you. At least one of them will. Hopefully both will. Hopefully. And when they connect, (laughs) we hope both, but not always. That's why you Mm -hmm. tell two, because one may not, right? So you hope that both will, but at least one will. And now you have that back and forth. You're creating, you're asking someone to mentor you. is what you're actually doing, right? But you're not putting it on them. You're saying, I want to do this thing. Can you check in on me? I'm doing this stuff. Can you check in on me? So the onus is on you, but you're actually asking them to mentor you. Interesting.
1: And it is a good perception to actually take in and to, to understand that it's not just family relatives or it's not just like your best friend. It could be someone that you can truly respect and really try to get that prime ground just because a lot of people do have mixed families. Some people are adopted. Some people are in a lot of different yep. positions, right? And so it's good to have that diversity, right? Um, what is some ways that you looked up like which leaders did you look up to to help you be successful to where you are today if you could pick like good one or two leaders because you got to pick someone in order to have your purpose and grow too
2: right yes yes and no i mean yes, yes and no, and no. Yeah. The, the the no part is sometimes people who are in trouble are your purpose which is when you're in trouble And you're feeling bad and you're thinking you're useless and worthless. And people do feel that at times. I have too. I've contemplated suicide. So we've all been in bad spots in our life. And when you're there, you start thinking, I'm useless, I'm worthless. But you know what you actually are? You're probably someone else's purpose. Because people want to help. They really do. You wouldn't have a podcast if people didn't want to help. No, right? 100%. Wouldn't exist. People want to help. So you have to be able to say in a, in a different way, may I be your purpose? And someone's like, yes, I was looking for purpose. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Look at that. Win-win. Right? Win-win. And then that can happen. So who, so someone who was in trouble can be your purpose. But when you're looking up to people to do things, I have many. And you see someone on my wall. <laughs> so there's someone on my wall behind me. I don't know if if your audience can see. If if you're listening, you can't see it. But on the back of my wall, I have several of them. You need some uh, bioculars. (laughs) There you go. Yes, uh, I do have several of them. I have Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Sun Tzu, Frederick Douglass, uh, Otto von Bismarck, Miyamoto Musashi. Lots of people who have talked about how to move forward in life, how to make things happen. But I think one of my greatest authors that I've used recently is a guy named Mark Goulston. Mark Goulston is a guy out of California. He wrote the book, Just Listen brilliant man brilliant man talks about how to listen he also wrote another book which has a great title called talking to crazy it's very good and one of the things he talks about is how he's to train um the los angeles um hostage negotiators and one of the things he talks about is when you talk to someone who's in trouble you don't walk up to them and say say, say you're a hostage negotiator i mean you're, you're a hostage taker i just made you a real bad guy Anyway, you're a real bad guy, right? And I call you up and I, I don't want to go, look, you got no chance. Surrender or we're going to shoot you, right? That's not the right way of doing it because you go, I got no chance. I'm going to start shooting people then. <laughs> there we go, right? You just, you give up. So the way I actually do it is I, is I call you up and, and I say, oh my God, your life has to be in a real tough spot that you thought this was the right answer for you. Wow. Tell me what, what what's happening in your life that you thought this was the best answer that this was the right thing to do all the things you could have done, this was the thing. That is the guy that I've also spent time talking to, reading his books, trying to trying to have lunch with him whenever I can. Right, that's the guy that I've been doing because that guy thinks that way, and that's how I want to think. Right when when you when you're a veteran and you are yelling and screaming. And you won't go home to your wife. I don't say what most people say. You got a responsibility, Marine. Get home to your wife. That is exactly the wrong thing to say. Right thing to say is, have a seat. Why aren't you going home, man? What's wrong? That's the right answer. If you're going to sit here and yell at us all day, or, or go home to your wife, one would think you'd rather be with your wife, but you don't think that. So something's going on. And once you just have that connection, I just gave him permission to not have to be perfect. Note how I keep that same thing. I'm giving people permission to not be perfect. And people need permission to not be perfect. So give them that. Also one of the reasons why you wanted to have an example of not being perfect. As you heard me just say to your whole audience, I contemplated suicide. I am by no means perfect. I sit here and talk trash all day long and I feel the same things you feel. And I fall down and have to get back up all the same. I hope that was there,
1: helpful. Yeah, no, like it was a perfect perception and an understanding on how to make yourself better and It is the truth, right? Everybody feels these emotions, but it's the matter of taking control of them for yourself and completing your purpose, whether if it's an issue that you need to deal with for yourself or if it's for someone else, right? And it's good that you were able to talk to me today on my podcast to really gain insight and material about mental health and learning about strategies to be successful as a leader. It's really a pleasure to really have the time to speak with you and really understand what the actual problems are going on in society in regards to being a leader. You know, this is a big issue that we're having in this pandemic, but also throughout North America and this transition, like you said, people need to be happy. And, and in order for you to be happy, you got to take some sacrifices in order to grow. And so I, uh, yes, I really do. Absolutely. It,
2: yeah. Let so. me grab, let me touch one more piece. Can I go a little bit longer? Will it bother you for A little oh, bit longer. hundred percent go right ahead. A no little worries. bit longer on this one. The reason why you brought this up is you're right, we are transitioning, right? And we're transitioning to a point where people aren't around as much, right? So I'm physically not there with you as much. We're doing this, right? Or we're um, on phone calls or we're emailing each other, all those types of things. We're not physically there anymore. And that's hard for us as humans, right? We're social creatures. I want I want to give you the hug. I want to I wanna shake your hand, right? I wanna pat you on the back, right? All, I want to do all those things, right? That's what we want to do. And now we can't. So it's harder. I've been teaching post-industrial leadership for many years now, about 15 now, give or take in that area. And what that means is non-management. Management is actually grossly, grossly easy, right? Machines do better than we do. It's basically, you know, procedures and processes and resources. Yeah. AI does that great. They don't need us for that anymore. They need us for leadership. Leadership is about communicating with people in a way that makes them want to be here, in a way that gives them a sense of ownership of the mission, of the purpose of the job. If you do that well, the person does it. Why does that matter? Because they want to do it. And this is everybody. If you want to do something, you'll be better at it. That's just every human, right? If you hate it, you're going to suck at it because you hate it. That's just how it works. But if you want to do it, you're going to be better at it. This is everybody, right? It's not, I don't have to have a degree in, you know, biology to figure that one out, right? Everyone knows this. So what do I must must do as a leader? Yet you don't want to do it. Now even more, because now I can't see you. So now when I turn off the Zoom call or I get off the phone call, are you watching Netflix or do your job? I don't know. Maybe you do it either. I don't know, right? But if you want to do it, you watch Netflix later. And or you watch Netflix now and then do your job later. But either way, the job gets done, right? The job gets done because you care. You want to do it. The job gets done. If you don't care, you don't want to do it. All you do is watch Netflix and give me an excuse why it's not done tomorrow. And the real excuse is you were watching reruns of Game of Thrones. And you probably shouldn't have been doing that, but you were because you don't care. So that's the point. Post-industrial leadership is about getting someone to want to be part of it. But something's more important things change quickly in today's world. And maybe since I'm in another city, you can't just get a hold of me and say, boss, what do I do? I need you to be able to use your initiative, to care, to make the right move and go, you know what, things changed. Let me change the plan. Because I know what the mission is. I know what the purpose is. I know what the goal is. And as long as we get there, boss is going to be happy. He just wants to get there. And if I can instill that in you and get you to want to be here, that's how I'm going to win. And we need more and more of that as we're all across the country, all across the nation, all across the world, all across the continent. We're everywhere. So even in my, even in my team now, I have people in Asia, people in Eastern Europe. People aren't even in New York. I'm in New York City. People are not in New York City. All over the place. Well, I have to set a purpose. And then when I'm not looking at them, they are got to be doing their jobs. If they're not, I'm in trouble. Leadership's critical in that regard.
1: Yeah, and and you've really broken it down to the point where I can understand it. A lot of people can understand it. And it's something that can be so easily managed if you put your mind to it, right? Like I really do believe that if you are putting more time into Netflix versus your passion, obviously you're going to be better at watching Netflix than doing your passion, right? So you got to put in that time to really... Step it up and to really understand that, you know, you have to make, um, you have to make goals for yourself and you have to put in a lot of time and effort to
2: reach those goals. And a lot of people I'm like, I want to touch that for a second. Mm-hmm. If you feel good about yourself, like you're enjoying your life in general, but you're watching a whole lot of Netflix, you're lacking purpose. You feel respected. You feel loved because you're kind of happy right? You're okay. You're not bad, but you're living vicariously through the characters in Netflix or Hulu or Disney plus, whatever. I don't care what you, whatever one you want to watch. Yeah. Right. But (laughs) you're doing that. If you're, or video games, same idea. I am spending time through video games or being online or something, right? Not that these things are bad. They're not bad. You should enjoy your life and do the cool things you like. But to your point, if you're spending all your time doing that, that is a signal in your head. I don't have purpose. I need to find purpose. And one way of finding purpose, there are many ways, but here's a simple way. Look at the people who you love and or respect and who love and respect you. What are they doing? Can you piggyback on that? It literally is that simple. It's a very easy way. Everyone's doing this thing. Why don't I try this thing? Go try this thing. And if you don't like it, it's okay. You tried something. You're not watching Netflix. So you've gotten up and started beginning is the hardest part finishings actually relatively easy if you can get started you gotta start that's the hardest part so you start looking for something all these guys love saving puppies so you go let's go save some puppies you yeah. realize I don't care about dogs okay so not puppies that was a bad one but there's other things that you could save or do or whatever this guy he's he's got a cool side hustle driving cabs okay drive a cab for a while oh i, I hate it okay what well, what's your what do you want to do man I'd love to be running a a soup kitchen. Go run a soup kitchen, man. But you gotta get started. And so if you find yourself doing that, Netflix and video games and all those things, they're fun. You should enjoy them if you do. You just have to watch, is it becoming a distraction? And how you'll know it's a distraction is if you look forward to it as soon as you wake up in the morning. And that's, that's the only thing. That's how you know it's a distraction right
1: and it's your only pleasure to to make yourself happy right and it's important to have that diversity of your lifestyle like you said love your family love your job yep go out and do different things in your lifestyle to create a positive change for yourself right because a lot of people are like well i want to be better but then they're sitting on their ass just not doing anything right and it's so i'll be better as
2: soon as season three is over then i'll be better
1: Exactly. Right. So yes. like you said, like your purpose could happen immediately. And all you have to do is set a goal and really commit to that. Whether if it's going to be days, years, or months, doesn't matter. It's the fact that if you're passionate enough, you'll go after it. And it was really great advice that you just given me and my, my audience. And I really
2: appreciate everything well, no, that you no, I didn't say said. achieving your purpose. I said having a purpose. Well, having a purpose. Yes. Which means the journey is the glory. Yes. And that's the important part. It's not achieving it. Yeah. Yes. Once you achieve the purpose, you're back to going down to your unhappy again. Exactly. So it's not achieving the purpose. It's having the purpose. The journey is the glory. Very true. Right. And it's good to
1: actually hear that. And it's an open-minded conversation, right? And where people can have the ability to grow within this, right? So it is a pleasure. It honestly is to learn all these different concepts and the different leadership tactics that you use to help with your employees, but also within your lifestyle for yourself, right? And I'd like to thank you so much for just sharing so much and taking the time to speak with me. Of course. It's awesome, right? Happy to be here. oh yeah no it's a pleasure and if you want to hear his podcast again they're available on apple podcast spotify anywhere that you listen to your podcast larry sharp show it'll be available everywhere right and i would like to thank him once again thank you sir i really appreciate it have a great night you too